0: Hey, let me start off by saying, I love country music. Let me first say that. But I gotta ask this. Is down south a bunch of drunks? Because 9 out of 10 country music songs talk about either beer, whiskey, or tequila. And if I heard that from a little kid on, I really believe that I would end up being a drunk. Because they're drinking for every reason under the sun in those songs, especially getting dumped by a chickadee. Is this another truth conspiracy I'm talking about? I think it might be, because I'm not kidding, because there's no reason for yeah. alcohol to be marketed that way nonstop.
1: Just because I'm living on the road.
0: This is probably an example. Yes. Pour me a beer, shoot a shot. Where is it? Come on, say it.
1: People say I got
0: the there you go. No it you can't have a country song without some kind of drinking going on or a bar. And I'm just wondering, if 9 out of 10 songs deal with alcohol, are 9 out of 10 people down south drunk? Drunks? I don't know. I need to know. I hope it's not the case. Hey, don't you just love it when people talk or pray to God and say, hey, I believe in you, but only if you give me this, that, and the other thing. Once I get it, then I'll be a better person and follow you. Can you imagine people doing that? God is not going to... Be performing for you he's not gonna be given an ultimatum by you that's how it's never going to be and if you think that should be the case then you are absolutely clueless as you're attempting to bribe God as you try to get paid up front back in Jesus's time the Pharisees attempted to wheel and deal with God in the same manner They said, teacher, talking to Jesus, we want to see you work some signs. And he answered, an evil and unfaithful age is eager for a sign. No sign will be given it but that of the prophet Jonah. So forget about you giving God a deal that he can't refuse, asking for a sign, proving that he's God Almighty, creator of the entire universe you got it all backwards. You answer to God. God never answers to you. Get that through your big head. Now, if you never read the Bible, you will remain in the dark on this because you will never understand the sequence of events that needs to take place. You will never comprehend what God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all about. You think you're just going to pull ideas and concepts out of thin air without reading the Bible? How are you going to learn about and obtain a spiritual side about yourself if you don't go right to the source? So let's all work more and more to read the Word of God and enter into the light so we can be illuminated with the truth, so our sights can be set properly on the things that really matter and eliminate those those things that are just a distraction and confusing. Let's eliminate all the lies and deception that's all around us. Now you think you're going to be able to sift through all that by yourself and come out smelling like a rose? It's beyond you. It won't happen. So what do you do? What do we all do? Well, we go to God and we keep God close for the rest of our life. And absolutely know and understand who Jesus is, what he said, and what he did. And we need the Bible to get that done. There's no other way. Otherwise, you're a chef who never worked with pots and pans, or you're an athlete who never wore a pair of sneakers, or you're a carpenter not knowing the difference between nails and screws, or between a plumber's wrench and a vice grip. Did I just get too complicated for some? Because I learned that myself around the age of 36. Does that make me less of a man? Do tools make the man? Some think so. The book says, Try hard to make yourself worthy of God's approval. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed. Follow a straight course preaching the truth. Yeah, I got to believe preaching the truth is a lot better than preaching lies, don't you? And people nowadays, especially most politicians and lawyers and many school teachers and doctors, are all so good at it. Now, if you look at some of the family backgrounds of some of these people, you'll you'll find out why. Because many times they're godless. And the parents and the grandparents were involved in shady operations at best. Because the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. So you wonder why people act the way they do sometimes. Unfortunately, if you look at some of these backgrounds, you'll come to the conclusion that in some cases, they really had no choice whatsoever. As they're being trained, if not coerced and brainwashed for years, if not the entirety of their life. I think all of us can look at our backgrounds And say we've been influenced for the good and bad. But it's up to us as mature adults to recognize this in ourselves and make changes. What are you going to do? Go through your entire life blaming your upbringing on what you are today? You can change. Don't tell me that you can't. Now, if you remain godless, it may be impossible to do so. But if you go God's way and open up the Bible with a loving, humble heart... Then things can absolutely change in your favor as you weed out all the sickness that accumulated over the years. And for most of us, there's plenty of it. The book says avoid worldly idle talk, for those who indulge in it become more and more godless, and the influence of their talk will spread like the plague. So let's decide. Are we going to plant seeds and let it snowball into something that is good or something that is evil? Because we constantly influence each other's lives with the things we do and say or with the things we don't do or say. Yeah, it's time to take responsibility because we are liable for our life down here on Earth. Don't try to pass the buck. This is all the more reason why we need to take advice and direction From the Bible, a spiritual divine source outside ourselves. Because if we're going to just rely on ourselves, we have no shot. That would be like taking a handgun from Relic Hunter and attempting to hit a target 200 yards away. It would never happen unless you take the gun and run up to the target a foot away and throw the gun at it. That way you might hit the target. Otherwise, you need a rifle like Lucas McCain had on the Rifleman TV show. The way he would rapid fire and then spin it around to reload. <laughs> All along, giving you that manly glare. Oh, he was my hero, even though he had a very large head. But he was six foot six, so I guess it fit on his shoulders appropriately. The book says, let everyone who professes the name of the Lord abandon evil. And when you use the word abandon, it applies that you are presently immersed in evil to some degree. Because if you're not, then there's nothing to abandon. You have to be engaged with it somehow first, implying further that no matter who we are, we are all sinners. And that's what we need to abandon. Sin. Yeah, all those bad habits that we've been collecting, living life on this planet. We need to get rid of it as soon as possible. If not sooner. Tired of buying cards for people on special occasions to just be thrown away? Get an 8x10 frameable card that lasts forever. As you can frame it, or they can frame it, putting it up in their living room or bedroom that hangs forever. Go to com where you have a choice of getting the 8x10 frameable card separately or already on a plaque. And thank you, because the more you spread the love to your loved ones, the more you support this Don't Bring Up God radio show. So that's PavlinskyPoems.com.
1: Welcome to Don't Bring Up God with Robert as your cordial, sensitive, and delicate-as-a-pink-petal host. Fear not, as he is a calm and always-collected gentleman who's careful not to step on anybody's toes. He is soft-spoken and on the shy side. He is, he is, hey wait a minute, this ain't right, I'm describing Mary Poppins here. Robert is pretty much the opposite of all that, calm and collected, how about Wired and deranged? Well, maybe not deranged. Let's just say he lives in the same neighborhood. Regardless, Robert is the host of Don't Bring Up God, airing every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. Give him a call at 610-720-7900. And hey, this little chat is just between you and me, right? That's 610-720-7900.
0: Hey, it's the first Sunday of the month. What does that mean? No calls. No calls. The book says, turn from youthful passions and pursue integrity, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord in purity of heart. Yeah, because back in our youth, what were we pursuing? It was mostly like a big bag of negative junk, no doubt, that we were told all our lives were good. Yeah, do this, that, and the other thing to become successful, popular, powerful, and wealthy. It was like one big goose chase where you were constantly pursuing this kind of thing without ever attaining it or at least not attaining as much as you want it. So it's a losing situation and proposition to go that route. So we probably should stop it immediately, don't you think? Let's pursue the values and qualities That will last us a lifetime and an eternity. Let's leave the temporary and enter the permanent. And don't look for trouble as you do it. If your radar goes off sensing arguments and fights and trouble with godless people, then you probably should exit the premises. Don't antagonize it further so it blows up in everybody's face. What good is that? The book says, have nothing to do with senseless, ignorant, disputations as you well know they only breed quarrels and quarrels is saying it nicely you've been involved with battles and wars before with people right it can get ugly and it serves no purpose whatsoever except for people not to talk to each other for another two and a half years it's just not worth it the book says the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome but must be kindly towards all and must be an apt teacher patiently and gently correcting those who contradict him in the hope always that God will enable them to repent and know the truth. Yeah, it's, it, it's up to us to set the tone because you can tell right away by somebody's voice or, or disposition or attitude where they're coming from whether they're seeking to get along with you and possibly learn something, or whether they're looking to gut you like an 8-inch trout fresh out of the creek and then go one step further and eat those guts. Oh, how tasty. And it's probably good for you, by the way. It is organic. Just search out and eliminate the intestinal tract full of waste, and you'll be fine. And I'm assuming they have one, right? Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, the, the fish do poop in the water, so they have to. I guess that's why they say fish swim in their own toilet bowl. You don't do that, do you? The Bible says we should be taken captive by God to do his will and escape the devil's trap. Yeah, let's not be so naive to fall into the pit of destruction where there's no ladder or rope to get out. Because there's huge advantages in choosing God and serving Him. Because as you do, Satan gets off your back. Because now you're guided by the Holy Spirit to know what to do and what not to do. What to say and what not to say. And because of that, you're avoiding Satan's death traps. And sidestepping all his strategies and schemes that serve only to break you down. That make you start hating your life. Who wants that? I'll never understand why people choose to be godless. Because we all know the results of such a society. Just look around you. The book says, Do not forget this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Men will be lovers of self and of money. Proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful, profane, inhumane, implacable, slanderous, licentious, brutal, hating the good. Now, what part of this that I just read doesn't apply today? Tell me. You can't, because it all applies. It applies to life since the beginning of time, actually. But nowadays, it's a million times worse. And if you don't see that, then you're just blind or don't want to see it. I know if you're a Christian, you see it because you hopefully read the Bible. And once you do that, you know what's to come. So even though you may not actually see it with your own eyes, you know it's happening. The Bible goes on and speaks of people being treacherous, reckless, pompous, lovers of pleasure rather than of God, as they make a pretense of religion, but negate its power. Stay clear of them. And isn't that so true? Where individuals and organizations claim to represent God Almighty of the Bible, who preach their own word, and rules and regulations to the point where people reject them along with God. And you can't do that. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Many times religion has nothing to do with God of the Bible. Have you ever been told that? Have your pastors, priests, and preachers ever told you that? Well, probably not because they can't. They'd get kicked out of the club and fired the next day. Because you got to go along with the system when they pay your check. If there's a conflict between their religion and what the Bible clearly says, what do you think they're going to go with? Who do you think they're going to champion? Just like when the NBA players all wore those ridiculous Black Lives Matter t-shirts before the games. Or the NFL players with those little sayings on their helmets and jerseys and in their stadiums. You think they're going to bite the hand that feeds them? And say, no, I'm not going to participate in this stupid charade. They'll never say it. They'll never badmouth the system because they're getting paid millions. Not to mention all the women they get. How come nobody mentions that? About the women? Because athletes, athletes do clean up in that area. Just ask Magic Johnson. No, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. It's just a reality. Oh, yeah. So let's not let society shape us. We need to shape society. And to do that, we need to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus. We should not be driven by our own desires, our own human nature ways. Because a big part of life is to deny your human nature and follow Jesus. These new school Satan groups champion human nature. Oh, just do whatever you want to do, whatever feels good at the moment. They say, don't deny yourself. And unfortunately, people do this for years or a lifetime and then find out at the end that it was not the way to live. But by that time, they're either dead or immersed in their vice so much they can't get out. All the more reason to speak the word of God as early as possible. Because the sickness seeps in and doesn't want to leave. These Satan groups and others do their best to reverse the whole system of God. The book says, Men oppose the truth. With perverted minds, they falsify the faith. And then, when you do defend God Almighty of the Bible you begin to get more and more opposition, naturally. All of a sudden, they accuse you of spreading hate when you're spreading love, along with things like patience, self-control, and discipline. Because the New Age don't want to hear anything about patience, self-control, and discipline because the evil powers that be know first and foremost how to destroy a society as they attempt to rip the soul out of every human being because they are miserable, wretched people themselves. They want to make everybody else around them the same way. And if people don't succumb, they squash you in some way, or even kill you. Well, if it's a choice between dying and serving Satan, I'll gladly take the first option. Which would you choose? The book says, anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus can expect to be persecuted. Yes, we'll be persecuted in one way or another. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be killed, but you will be put out in some way. That's inconvenient for you for sure. Possibly all the benefits that you've enjoyed and even luxury will be taken away from you. And yes, possibly in the future you'll be put in prison for a time in these empty warehouses that I've been talking about for years perhaps. Whatever the case... It's not going to be pretty. And we have to accept that and fight back when we can for sure. And hey, it's a small price to pay for serving the Lord and spending life in eternity and in paradise. Don't you think? And I know people hate to be inconvenienced in, the, in any way. For some, the sky falls down if they have to wait 12 minutes to be seated at a restaurant. Sometimes people complain that the french fries aren't salted and they have to do it themselves. And then you got people complaining they have to wait to get in the shower after two family members. Hey, get a grip. There are millions of people all over the world that have no running water whatsoever. What would you do then? Spit up into the air and let it fall down on top of your head? Maybe you should do that anyway. The book says, evil men and charlatans will go from bad to worse, deceiving others themselves deceived. And that's exactly why we pray for evildoers and the wicked to be converted to Jesus. Because chances are, they too have been lied to and deceived all their lives to produce them into the sad monsters that we see before us. If we knew some of the things that happened to them as kids, we'd probably feel sorry for them. So that's why, first and foremost, we pray for the wicked and evildoers, for them to convert to God, to Jesus. That they convert to the new way of life, to serve God Almighty instead of themselves and Satan. Because that's exactly what's their, what they're doing here, and they don't even see it. It never even occurs to them. And that's just pathetically sad. And they're going to attempt to make you like them. That's what they try to do in every possible way, but you can't give in. You can't succumb to their sickness, and it is a sickness. The book says, you must remain faithful to what you have learned and believed because you know who your, te- who your teachers were, the, church, the teachers being the prophets, Jesus and his apostles. Those are our teachers who we respect and adhere to. And that's why we read one special book, one and only, which is inspired by God himself. The book says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, correction, and training and holiness. So the man of God may be fully competent and equipped for every good work. Are you equipped? Are you equipped to handle your business in the face of strong opposition? Because it's going to get worse, I hate to tell you. People and kids are being played now and they don't even know it. It's like shooting fish in a barrel as they keep their head in the sand like an ostrich. The book says, For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but follow their own desires. Will surround themselves with teachers who tickle their ears. Who just tickle their ears. And I must say, even I do that to hopefully a much smaller extent because I tickle your ears with humor from time to time. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I do that 20% of the time where the rest of the 80% is strictly God's stuff. I hope that's a percentage. I listened to some of my shows on the podcast maybe four, five, six years ago. And I must say, there was too much horseplay going on with me and AJ, my former co-host. You remember him who once said I had the attention span of a monkey. But I was doing most of the hijinks back then. I must take the blame. Uh, You know, I don't want to meet Jesus one day in the end only for him to tell me that I did a good job being a clown and a buffoon. You know, like some of you think I am. That is definitely not my main objective here. So hopefully I've dialed back the clownish behavior But I don't want to take it out altogether because that's just who I am. And humor is one of the best medicines, correct? Because there's people, even some listening today, who haven't smiled or laughed in 35 years. You know who you are.
2: Yes, I'm one of those brainwashed, indoctrinated college kids you hear so much about. But you know what? It's not working. Because why? Well, I have half a brain and good old-fashioned common sense and morals. I'm no empty-headed follower, not just another pretty face. Oh, did I mention, yeah, I have a pretty face. Half of my foreign professors can't speak English, seriously, I can't understand a word of their gibberish during class. The other half speak only to give their biased, one-sided liberal arguments against Trump. Whatever happened to free discourse on both sides of an issue? I suppose you can get that, as long as the discussion involves transvestites, cross-dressers, and sex change operations. Don't Bring Up God is all about free discourse. Call up live at 610-720-7900 and voice your honest opinion. And don't worry, be assured your grade won't go down if you disagree with Robert. That's 610-720-7900.
0: Hey, first Sunday of the month, no calls. We'll start up next week, as usual. So, when we meet Jesus at the judgment, hopefully he will commend us for a life well-lived like Paul, who said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. That should be the main objective for all of us. No ifs, ands, or buts. If we can say that to ourselves, then we are right where we need to be. Unfortunately, there are way too many people still that have no idea what I'm talking about because they've been so distracted and busied all through their life that they never took the time to learn this kind of thing. But it's never too late. Open up that Bible, listen to sincere Christians, and pray for the protection and direction every day of your life. One should begin to see Jesus as a best friend with the best advice who walked this planet like a human being, even though he was God. Then you will progress into the image of God after his likeness. These are the things we should be talking about and thinking about every day of our lives. Because if we lose our life for God's sake, then this is precisely when we gain it. And the more you learn about God of the Bible, the more you'll understand what that means. Paul said towards the end of his life he said from now on a merited crown awaits me on that day the on that day of the Lord just judge that he is will award it all right i'm going to start over i missed something there from now on a merited crown awaits me on that day the Lord just judge as he is will award it to me and not only to me but to all who have looked for his appearing with eager longing. He goes on to say that we should not be enamored with this present world. Because if we are, we'll never get anywhere. We'll be sinking deeper and deeper without us even knowing it. So the bottom line, once again, is we have to make a choice with our free will. Going to go God's way or the way of the world. Your choice, your decision, your freedom. Yeah, it, it it absolutely is. And, and nobody else is. And if you're going to go God's way, then let's pray for the grace to change our behavior in order to repent. Just like John the Baptist was yelling and screaming back in the day, a great man of God, who realized that it was time for him to decrease as Jesus increases. He knew his place. He had a particular task to accomplish, prior to the coming of Jesus and he did it and shortly after that he left this planet and by the way when we leave this planet we don't get reincarnated into something and then come back like some people believe that humans can come back as a groundhog a pigeon or maybe into a cat or dog can you imagine that After all the negativity I threw on cats over the years, can you imagine me coming back as Felix the Cat with a longer-than-normal tail for some reason? Wouldn't that be sweet justice? But no, it wouldn't be. It would be sweet stupidity because it would never happen. Meow. Paul talked about the fact that everybody abandoned him as he was preaching the word of God. He said, but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength so that through me, the preaching task might be completed and all the nations might hear the gospel. So when we go God's way, don't expect support from everybody. It's great if you get it, but it may not come. So what are you going to do? You're going to give up saying, I can't do this all by myself. Oh, really? You can't? Well, yes, you can. And you will. So just shut your big yapper and get down to business. Instead of questioning, start doing. God will get you there where you need to go. There ain't no doubt about it. The book says, The Lord will continue to rescue me from all attempts to do me harm and will bring me safe to the heavenly kingdom. The heavenly kingdom being our final destination. How beautiful a solution to all these miserable, miserable problems down here on earth. Where there will be nothing but love, peace, happiness, and joy. True paradise. I was talking to somebody who asked that, how could that possibly be? Don't you need the bad to appreciate the good? Well, maybe down here on earth, but not in heaven. Heaven is a totally different story. It's like living on this earth where God gives you a nickel. But in heaven, he gives you a trillion dollars. You can't even compare the two existences. So why are you doubting whether heaven will work for you? You got to be crazy. Remember, we can't rely on our own understanding. All right? That's said very clearly in the book. Uh, I
1: couldn't dream this even if i try you and me in this moment feels like magic don't i'm right where i wanna be everybody's talking about it like they just can't wait to go
0: That's my buddy, Kane Brown!
1: Talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go Saying now it's gonna be so good, so beautiful
0: The one and only song, country song, that has nothing to do with booze. We found one. That dude, Caden Brown. What a manly voice. Almost as manly as mine. Or the board guys. I I can't say the board guys because I never heard it. Could be. You never know. But yeah, great song. Uh, As we talked about that song, I think last year or year before, one of those years, can't imagine heaven being as great as what he has with his wife. Yep, you can't imagine it, but it's still nevertheless real and it is much better. Yeah, it is because in heaven, there's going to be new variables and dimensions that we can't understand and predict or wrap around our pea brain uh, to wrap around our, our brain. We, it's, it's just beyond us. Just like words just then with me trying to form into a sentence. Sometimes it's beyond us. I don't know why we wouldn't just trust God and embrace what he's offering. Sometimes it sounds like people just don't want to trust God. Wow. You don't trust God, but you'll trust the crooked, confused people of this world on what they're telling you is real and fake. Really? If you're doing that, it's just a bad decision. That needs to be reversed immediately. The best way to spread the love to family and friends and to support Don't Bring Up God is to go to PavlinskyPoems.com. We have the most beautiful 8x10 frameable cards available for mom, dad, son, daughter, sister, friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse. Perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, any special occasion, or just because. You can get the 8x10 frameable cards separately or on plaques. Whatever you decide, so go to PavlinskyPomes.com. That's P A V L I N S K Y P O E M S.com. Thank you. The Chinese people, who
3: are good, hard-working, family-oriented people, are all invited to listen and call Don't Bring Up God, airing Sunday morn from 8 to 9. Oh, no, no, no. They were not given written permission to do so. No, no, totally forbidden. Out of the question. But it's just friendly, intelligent conversation about one's belief in God. What did you say? Did you say the G word? If it were up to me, I would immediately throw you in prison and harvest your organs right out of your body using the G word. How dare you? Well, here in the United States, we are free to express ourselves with truth and honesty. Oh, but not for wrong, my P10 friend. The US will become China West in a very short period of time. Your country will become one huge dry cleaning shop that we control. In fact, I'm watching you on video as we speak. I threaten all you like. Our belief in God through Jesus will keep us strong till the end. I suggest you yourself tune in and call. Don't bring up God immediately at 610-720-7900.
0: Yeah, don't listen to that guy. No calls today. We'll start him up next week as usual, but none today. Got to live with it. Paul in the New Testament warns us about people teaching false doctrine being taught by people who we would ordinarily trust, people who slip in lies amongst morsels of truth. you got to be really careful about this. Everything must align itself with the Word of God and what Jesus taught. That is how we discover truth. So if it's something different, then just throw it out the window or put it in the dog's dish to eat. Having him crap it out in the tall grass in the backyard. Hey, I haven't mentioned my doggy in a long time. And I mean, do you guys miss him? I think you do. I know I do. it's so beautiful how two or three dogs have fun together, hopping on and around each other. They're so energetic and playful. Right up to the point where one grabs the other by its neck and shakes it like a mixed drink. (laughs) But hopefully that doesn't happen. And you know, the dogs, they gotta smell each other. Could you imagine if humans did that? Okay, you can come in. And, hey, those dogs have a sixth sense. When people come to the door, even family members, and the dog don't take a liking to them, gives them a dirty look, a little growl on the side, has a problem with them, then I think you should have a problem with them too because that dog ain't wrong. He's reading something in that person that ain't copacetic, something off kilter there. Don't ignore him. He's trying to give you a signal, the puppy dog. He's trying to warn you of something coming down the pike, whether it's a stranger, family member, friend or foe. Yeah, dogs are magnificent creatures. Oh, yes, they are. So today we talked about Paul a lot. Saul, who then was called Paul, after Jesus came to him, knocking him off his horse with some kind of light flash, asking Paul, why do you persecute me? And Paul's thinking, well, how am I persecuting you? I never met you. But when Paul persecuted Jesus' people, he was persecuting Jesus. As Paul imprisoned and was responsible for many people's deaths. But yet, Jesus came down to talk to this terrible guy in order to recruit him. To turn him into a Christian and to see the light and to finally help God's people instead of hurting them. But why did he do that? And then why did he go even further by teaching Paul personally about the new covenant and what was really important in life, sometimes superseding the Old Testament rules and regulations? For instance, he said that circumcision is essentially meaningless. Because now it's all about the spiritual belief or disbelief in Jesus. And naturally, we don't sacrifice animals anymore because that was all originally started to forecast the sacrifice to come. The one and only sacrifice of Jesus who died and resurrected in order for our sins to be forgiven and for us to adopt a new life of faith, hope, and love. Yeah, a lot of people especially of the Jewish persuasion, they don't like Paul much. I mean, they hate Jesus, and they don't like Paul, even though both were supposedly Jewish people like they were. I mean, they weren't some foreigner from a distant land. They were from their own stock, but yet eh, they got a problem with them, and they won't even listen to their preachings. And their statements about the New Covenant. And how life now is more of a spiritual thing than physical. Like this circumcision thing. I don't know about that thing. Circumcision. We all know what that is. And that, ouch! That hurts. And I guess they do it real early. And uh, I don't know if you know this. And I'm just going to spit it out for information's sake. But when the the moil, the moral the the more, the moil uh, is that the right word the guy that does the circumcision I remember on seinfeld the the there was an episode about circumcision the mo i 'm saying the wrong word, but the guy that does that after he cuts the foreskin off the penis I can say that board guy right those are all strict biological words all right i 'm not okay all right and i 'm not pushing the envelope that 's just biology. That's just real-life situation. The moil. That's it. The moil. I think that's it. But after the moil cuts the, that foreskin off the baby, he, and I've heard this many times, so I'm not making this up, the moil will put his mouth on the incision where the bleeding's taking place and suck the blood to help it heal maybe in their mind i don't know but i guess there were diseases and things transferred through that process so maybe they stopped doing that but that was definitely the practice and i gotta believe it still is where they cut and then with their mouth they go they they touch the where it was cut and suck the blood wow when i first heard that i thought it was some kind of joke leading you know it was a but no, that's, I'm just saying, that's just something that happens. And if you're Jewish, next week, call me on that and scold me if I'm wrong. But I don't believe that I am. I'm pretty certain about that. So I'm just throwing that out. So what was I saying with all that? Well, with Paul, yeah. Um, the Jewish people, especially some, Zionists, leaders, whatever, they, they don't like Paul. And uh, they don't like Jewish people reading certain books of the Bible, including Paul and others, because of what they said. They didn't want that negative influence, I suppose, to get to young children growing up. But whatever the reason, they didn't like Jesus, they hated Jesus, didn't like Paul. All right, that's all I'm saying. I'm moving on. Okay, in the New Testament, Paul goes further. "'I was dealt with mercifully, so that in me, as an extreme case, Jesus Christ might display all his patience.' And that I might become an example to those who would later have faith in him and gain everlasting life. Now, remember, Paul was Jewish. He was a Pharisee, okay? And he switched teams. So, it does happen. So, if Paul himself could be saved and enter one day the kingdom of heaven, then so could you or I, anybody, right? Because your sins can be forgiven. No matter what you've done, you can be forgiven. And all the guilt of your disobedience and sin can be wiped away. As though you had never sinned ever. Because God sees true believers as sinless. I know that's hard to believe, but that's the case. Spells it out in the book. Because we've all been exonerated. No longer are we responsible for our sins of the past. Just as long as we have a true, sincere, loving heart, uh, securely tied to the Word of God. The tighter you get with Jesus, the better off you're going to be. You get privileges now that you ordinarily wouldn't have gotten. It's a little like hanging out with the most popular kid in high school, where the cheerleaders no longer don't know you're alive, and kids no longer throw things at you at lunchtime. Did that ever happen to you? You can be honest with me. You you, you can divulge. Get it off your chest. Oh, poor little baby some pudding in your eye, and some jello in your hair. I'm kind of joking about it, but it's, it's no fun to be picked on, to be bullied. So Jesus, my point being, after all that, is truly the way, the truth, and the life. He just is. Were you guys picked on in school? Elementary school? High school? I was, as I talked about, several times in 7th and 8th grade half of 7th and 8th grade and then I went to high school and it faded away and I'm thinking wow is this what really is this what school is all all about where I can actually listen and not have to defend myself from a slap in the face or a shove or a push or a trip you name it but that's life you know those, those tough times make you who you are today right at least that's what they say Makes you feel good a little bit, doesn't it? Unless you hate yourself today. (laughs) Then you're like, out of luck. You're going around in circles. You got beat up as a kid and you hate your life now. That ain't cool. That's not going to work for anybody. So all the more reason to open up the book. You know, we get down on ourselves one way or the other. There's a million reasons for it. We all get battered in life. You think you're the only one. Seriously. Do you? Well, you're not. I got knocked around. I know a lot of people that got knocked around. One of my best friends got knocked around worse than me. wonder if the board guy ever got knocked around. Hmm. That's interesting. But again, I'll never know because he doesn't talk. So, And maybe something happened to him in his childhood where he doesn't talk anymore. I don't know. There could be a connection there. But probably not. All right. Uh, let me remind everybody. That next week we will have calls. Yeah. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert with the board guy. The wonderful board guy, by the way. Don't think I don't love the guy. He's the backbone of this operation. Oh, yes, he is. I'll fight for the board guy. All right. We're on the same team. I hope. If you want to go to the podcast, don't be scared. All you got to do is search Don't Bring Up God podcast and check out the shows of the past that we did. And last week and this week, you heard the uh, Palms.com thing. Yeah, they're frameable cards. It makes a real good gift, a permanent gift. Not something you give and it goes away, thrown away. It's a permanent gift, uh, something different, and the backgrounds are spectacular. The photographs were taken in California and Maryland and Jersey with the beaches, with the waves, the oceans, the skies, Ah, the whole thing is beautiful. And then when you got the words, very easy to understand. They're not flaky or hard to understand. No, they're not. They're, it's very real and heartfelt with, with uh, going right to the heart, pulling on the heartstrings. I used to sell these things up in the markets, the flea market up in the Pocono. My motto was crying by, crying by, because so many people would read it and then start tearing up. And crying, I said, "Hey, hey, are you all right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading this poem, and then they would buy it invariably, invariably, invariably. I'm gonna. Hopefully, that's the way to say it. But yeah, crying by, crying by. All you gotta do is go to PavlinskyPoems.com for any occasion or just because it's all there. You can buy the frameable card with an envelope, and you can just mail it off if you want, like a regular card, or. You can uh, buy the plaque. They come with plaques. And they're frameable. So there's a lot of options to these things. It's just not like a regular greeting card is what I'm trying to say. So it's Pavlinsky, P-A-V-L-I-N-S-K-Y, poems.com. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again.